1: Greenie with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Well, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, and happy Thanksgiving some more. This is Greenie on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM, Channel 80. Michael Rostring, Q Myers filling in for Greenie today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance throughout the course of the show. You can hit us up, Greenie Nation. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888. Say ESPN 888 729 3776. And Michael, Happy Thanksgiving, my man. It's uh, it's always great doing shows with you. It's going to be fun uh, the next few hours here on ESPN Radio. And uh, like I said, happy Thanksgiving, brother.
2: Happy Thanksgiving to you. And one of my favorite traditions, by the way, I grew up in New York. Is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? I am watching that. That is on my screen right now, and I'm just excited to see what floats they've got this year. I remember as a kid going. This is how you start the the show, talking parades. Yeah, talking parades. Because well, but think about it. Every football, every Thanksgiving football. Football day. Every Thanksgiving football day starts with a parade. I lived in Detroit, I lived in New York, and they're the two biggest parades for Thanksgiving in the United States. And that's how you start your day, and then you get into the Detroit Lions who are playing the Buffalo Bills today, Q.
1: Well, we'll definitely get into the Detroit Lions, the Buffalo Bills, plenty of football, plenty of sports to talk about. I didn't think we were going to lead off with a parade, but I get it. I get it. Sometimes that's the lead off to the lead off, but I will go ahead and jump into as a lot of folks are preparing across the country right now for their Thanksgiving meals, their, their day of celebration, family and friends and all that good stuff. While we're having a good time here on the radio a little bit later on this afternoon, I'm here in Las Vegas. So I'll go by uh, the Raiders facility. They got open locker room. You know how it is covering a team. You're in the ATL covering the Falcons like a glove. So our work is never done, but that's okay. That's a good thing. That's the thing we love about the show. But I gotta ask you, Michael, off top, man, and I know I have an idea that this is gonna get a little wonky with you because you know you got you got little different tendencies than your boy does. So, what are your Thanksgiving meals do and don'ts? Matter of fact, we'll throw it out there as well. Eight eight eight, say ESPN. eighty eight, seven two nine three seven seven six. What are your Thanksgiving meal do's and don'ts?
2: Well, my Thanksgiving meal first Thanksgiving meal do is make sure I eat enough that I then pass out if I can, after. So my my family's had different traditions over the years, right? Because I've had different jobs. And when I covered the Lions in Detroit, today was always a work day and one of the biggest work days of the year. So my brother and father would come to Detroit. They are actually in North Carolina today. Hello, Brett. Hello, Ira. And they would come and then they would go to the Lions game and then I would meet them at the MGM Grand and we would do Casino Thanksgiving, which generally meant them you know, having spent a few hours at a football stadium and then a casino, and we would go to the casino buffet, and then they would watch me, you know, maybe lose some money, and then (laughs) we would go home, and everybody would go to sleep. And that was our Thanksgiving for about eight years. That was our Thanksgiving tradition, and that was definitely our Thanksgiving do. My one Thanksgiving don't is very simple. I can't eat gluten, so I stay away from a lot of foods on Thanksgiving. There you go.
1: There you go. Okay, well, man, actually, you sound like you have a fantastic – Thanksgiving Day. I mean, I think that there's really nothing wrong with being at a football game, then going to a casino, then going to a casino buffet. Back in the day, the casino buffet was it, right? That was the get yeah. That's where you went to go, and, you know, now here in Vegas, buffets are super expensive. You know, it used to be that was the best deal in town. But you, you sound like you have a good one. For me, mine's not so exciting, man. I, I feel very boring now compared to you. But – For me, I can't cook worth a lick. I'll be the first one to let everyone know (laughs) I can't cook anything. So my do is make sure I ask, what do I need to bring? What do I need to go buy? what do You know what I mean? like I'm the guy that whatever you need brought to the party, or if maybe you're coming to the house, I'll tell the wife, what do you need me to go out and get? Do I need to go get ice? Do I need to go buy drinks? Whatever it costs when it comes to just going to the store, picking it up, and bringing it back, I'm your guy. Right, I'm the I'm the I'm the gopher. Go get this Q. Go get that cue. No problem. I got this covered. Besides that, uh, yeah, the cooking and all that other stuff is up to you. But I'll tell you, man, when it comes to eating, I can't eat a big old plate and, and like you said, get you know fat full and then pass out. I gotta eat in sections, right? I gotta eat here a little bit, then I go sit down, watch you know whatever, watch some football, and then I gotta eat some more. And then you know what I mean? Like I try to pace myself because so if you you're a grazer much, basically. I get uncomfortable. Right. And I don't want to be uncomfortable. I want to be able to relax and chill and and have a good time.
2: No, I get it. Like you're a grazer. It's a it's okay. But listen, here's the thing. Right. Turkey is the staple Thanksgiving Day food. It is the thanks staple Thanksgiving Day meat. And I'm not going to accept any arguments on that except for one thing, Q, and that is the turducken.
1: I don't I don't even. Yeah. One, I'm not even a turkey guy. I like the dark meat on the turkey, but the other the rest of the turkey is dry.
2: I get it. I get what you're saying, but like, there are ways to make it better, and, and there's still a good turkey. It's, it's just really, really good. But this but
1: turducken no- thing, the only thing I know about the turducken is John Madden used to talk about it all right,
2: the time. Right, and John, listen, John Madden made it famous in the United States, but I'm going to read you what a turducken is because I am fascinated by the turducken. I've had it once before. <laughs> it is a deboned chicken stuffed into a deboned duck further stuffed into a deboned turkey. And That's a lot not of deboning, brother.
1: That's a lot of deboning.
2: <laughs> that is a lot of deboning. And outside of the U.S. and Canada, the turkey is replaced by goose. So that is a turducken or a goo ducken, depending okay. where you are in the world. And I don't know. That just makes my heart explode both in, in pain but also happiness.
1: I don't even, Man, I don't even know how to soak all that in. It just sounds like it's a big like deal, right? It's like a lot of process. There's a lot of work that goes into it. If you don't know by now, I'm not the guy that likes to put in a lot of you know, a lot of effort when it comes to stuff like that. I love to put in effort when it comes to things I know how to do, like what we're doing right now. But stuff in the kitchen and all that other stuff, eh, I'll take your word for it. If you're saying, hey, Q, I'm bringing a turducken, cool. That's what's up. As long as you take care of all the heavy lifting and all I got to do is, like, go buy the sides or I got to go, I again, going back to what I do, I'll buy what I need to buy. And, and worst case scenario, if everything goes wrong in the kitchen, we can find a place to eat. I got a Rolodex, a restaurant, so we can go eat and have a great – you know, dinner, and they can do everything for you, and we'll be good to go.
2: Oh, listen, I'm not saying I'm a good cook. No, that, that, <laughs> far from it, Q, I the, the extent of my cooking is very Bachelor style. I've got the George Foreman grill in my nice. apartment. I nice. throw some chicken on there. Boom, nine minutes later, we are good to go. Or I've got some shrimp. I make some salad. And, you know, I've got some vegetables. Occasionally, occasionally I'll make something. But, no, I, let's make not call this what this isn't. I am not sitting there. As a big-time cook, that was never something in my family. My My parents were very much known in the town I grew up in as the kings of takeout. We knew every takeout delivery driver nice. by the time I was 13 or 14 years old. Let's just make sure we are very, very clear right. on that.
1: I'm good with that. He's Michael Rossi and I'm Q Myers. This is Greenie is Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. I got to ask this question. So, okay, what are your thank Thanksgiving meals do and don'ts, right? Okay, so we're asking that, but also – I'm going to add a twist to this, Michael. What okay. coach or player gets the invite to your Thanksgiving dinner?
2: Ooh, um I'm going to pick you know and, and I don't know. Obviously I've, I deal with a lot of athletes, right? And uh, and coaches. I'm going to pick the one who is the best cook because then they can hand – if they're especially coming to you my can't place – You invite
1: them to your place to cook and put them to work. They no, but everybody be, you know.
2: brings a side. I mean Thanksgiving is really just a giant potluck, isn't it? Like let's just be real here. Like that's just what it is. Everybody brings a side. Everybody brings something to help out. So I'm going to pick the one who makes the best the best gluten-free desserts. And whoever that is, player, coach, whoever you are out there in the world, that's who's coming to my Thanksgiving.
1: That's, oh, man. See, that, that, I wasn't expecting that one. I wasn't expecting that. So I'm, I'm trying to think of who's going to provide the best stories. You, know, you mentioned it before. You got an invite to go to a party, and you're like, man, I'm going to talk a lot of Falcons there because you cover the Falcons. Whenever I go somewhere, I talk a lot of Raiders because I cover the Raiders. So I'm thinking, if I invite a coach or a, or a player to the Thanksgiving dinner at the house, it's got to be someone that can provide the best stories. So that's, that's, my, that's my biggest thing. Who's going to provide the best stories and I'm going to actually go with the player that is retired and matter of fact, just entered the hall of fame. I'm going to roll with Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson's always been my guy uh, back in, you know, when he was at Michigan, I thought he was a fantastic player, obviously a Heisman trophy winner, uh, all of that good stuff. And you know what he did in the NFL, just in, entered the pro football hall of fame. Uh, I think SeaWood, and of course he's got his uh, his his bourbon whiskeys as well, so his Woodson whiskeys. So he'll probably provide a little something, some too, a little whiskey wine or Woodson wine. He'll bring. Uh, so I think that he'd bring the best, the best, uh, you know, side dishes, and also provide the best stories.
2: Yeah, so it's it's possible. And as we're thinking about if I really, if I had based off of your metric. I think I would go with Gronk. I think Gronk would have the best stories. And also, he would bring a high level of entertainment, and who knows who else he would show up with or what else he would show up with. You might end up on a boat somewhere (laughs) sailing around the Caribbean by the end of the night. Who knows when it comes to Gronk?
1: Look, brother, if I get on a boat with Gronk, I mean, man, I'm making sure I'm signing all my paperwork first because I don't know what time this boat's coming back or if. This boat's coming back. So I, I like that. That's good. So a couple questions that we're going to throw out there to you today. What are your Thanksgiving meal do and don'ts? And then what coach or player gets the invite to your Thanksgiving f- feast? This is Greeny on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to support veterans and small businesses with their annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Helping veterans move their lives forward since 2013. Learn more at keys to dot com. Coming up. Is benching Zach Wilson the correct move for the Jets and their future? We're going to hear from head coach Robert Sala and the quarterback himself. This is next on Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Greeny,
3: the podcast.
4: H E L P dot com slash greeny, G R E E N Y.
3: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
0: Takes the snap and gets away a line drive end over end kick. Drives Jones back to his own 16-yard line. He's loose to the 40 Up the Jet 30 to the 20, 10, 5, touchdown!
2: There's the
0: The Jets are going to lose this game on one final special team's play. Do you
1: feel like you let the defense
3: down at all? <laughs> the New York Jets have to bench Zach Wilson. They, they don't have a choice in the matter.
1: What are your Thanksgiving meal do's and don'ts? What coach or player gets the invite to your Thanksgiving feast? That's the question that we're asking this morning here on Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Michael and I'm Q Myers. We're in for Greeny, and you can hit us up. Be part of the Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-729. Three seven seven six ESPN Nations presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. Not only is Michael Roste, my tag team partner, not only is he preparing his meal or thinking about the meals, do's and don'ts, and what player or coach he'd invite, he's also taking in a parade right now. So we have our own kind of conversations about the parade <laughs> that he's uh, taking part of and what he's watching right now. But we do want to go out to the Dr. Pepper call in line and we want to hear from Bird. In North Carolina Thanksgiving do and don'ts. Bird, welcome to the show. Hit us, man.
0: Yeah. Hey. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. You too. Hey, the um. My my do my do is surround yourself on Thanksgiving with uh, family and friends. I think that's very important. And my don't is uh, don't when it comes to dinner time. Don't fill up on that first um, serving. Mm. Uh that first plate of food. Kind of take it slow. Yep.
1: All right. Hey, good stuff. Thank you, Bird. Appreciate the call. And Bird takes my approach, right? He does. Uh, kinda 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 eating like a bird, right? Just kinda uh having little small portions. That's what I do, man. I don't like to get one big huge plate. Because then I do that, all of a sudden it's like I'm done for the day. I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm just – I'm quiet. And we all know, Michael, you worked with me enough. You know I'm not a quiet dude. So when I'm sitting there quiet, there's a problem. So I don't want to be that guy.
2: (laughs) What's that? I can't hear you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Listen, here's the deal, right? I'm of the opposite feeling on this, and maybe that's because when I was a kid, I had a grandmother who was like, he's a growing boy. Just keep letting him eat. and (laughs) I just kept eating and eating and eating and it ended up being a problem but that created this expandable stomach that I have that I can just go for days especially on depending on what the food is. Yeah. So, you know, you give me some some good cream corn, some corn, some mashed potatoes. I can eat a ton of that, ice cream, a ton of that. So, I stack the plate and then I'll stack the plate again until I you just sound like you're a, a
1: bottomless pit, man. You just sound like you just go for days. Like there's I no... used to
2: be. As I've gotten to middle age, it kind of hurts a little bit more now <laughs> going down. I'm not going to lie. I can't quite do that. I already got a workout in this morning to try and uh, there you go. ward off whatever it is that I'm going to do to my body later here with turkey and mashed potatoes and green beans and all that.
1: Well, here's some good advice. My guy, Willie Ramirez, hit us up on Twitter. He said, don't. Eat the carbs first. Go proteins and veggies on the first plate. That way you can go hard with seconds. Do serve food early so you can have turkey sandwiches late. Do have me make my five-cheese shrimp mac and cheese to bring us aside. I'm having Lions coach Dan Campbell over. Boom, there you go. That's the breakdown right there. That was fantastic. Show's over. (laughs)
2: <laughs> really listen Willie, man i gotta be honest if you can make that five cheese shrimp mac and cheese that sounds good it? and just send that to atlanta <laughs> i i will actually give you my address because that sounds incredible on so many levels i would love to have a five cheese gluten-free shrimp mac and cheese that that would make my day right there i i got so excited hearing about that
1: Right, that does sound fantastic. Again, you can hit us up at 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. Let's go out to Virginia and talk to Joe. He's got someone he'd invite to the Thanksgiving dinner. Joe, welcome to the Greeny. Good,
4: Good morning. morning, Joe. How you doing?
0: Hey, I just wanted to call in and say that uh, I think I'd have Taylor Heineke over for uh, Thanksgiving dinner for giving Washington that little spark that they needed to get over 500.
1: Wow, there you go. I like that. That's thinking outside the box, Joe. Fantastic. Taylor Heineke for giving Washington some hope. And you know what? I'm not going to lie, man. Looking at the NFC East, I did not think if you were going to tell me on on Thanksgiving Day the NFC East would look the way it looks right now, I'd be shocked.
2: No, absolutely. Listen, the NFC East is the best division in the NFL, and I don't think anyone would have said that before the year because you had questions about the Giants. You had questions about the Washington Commanders. You had questions about really every team. Every team. You had questions about Dallas. Every team except for Philly. I mean, you knew Philly at least had the talent.
1: Just didn't and know if they were going to put it together, though. Yeah, you didn't, know, you you didn't know what it was going to look there. like. Yeah. But,
2: yeah, tell, listen, Taylor Heineke's playing really good football right now. What I do think is really interesting is that Ron Rivera doesn't seem like he's committing to him in any sort of long term way, though. They're playing the Falcons this weekend, so I'll actually be in D.C. this weekend or Landover, nice. wherever FedEx Field is. <laughs> and,. But that was really interesting to me, is that they're not committing to Taylor Heineke, even though he's done so many good things for them, for the long term, meaning the rest of the season. Like, commit to the guy who's gotten you here so far, right? Right. Like, to me, that is, I think, what you should do. And, of course, that maybe leads to the other place in New York where they are no longer committing to Zach Wilson,
1: kid. Right. No doubt, no doubt. Again, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Michael rostein I'm Q Myers. And, yeah, the other team in New York, the New York Jets, Zach Wilson has now been benched after uh, losing the game to the Patriots. And, really, this is a fallout of that. The game, the way he played in the game, and the lack of accountability he took following the game. So I'll ask you, I'll start off with, with you, Michael When you saw and even heard the conversation that Coach Robert Sala was thinking about making a change at the quarterback position, did you think that that was the right decision ultimately to sit him down?
2: I do. I really do because here's the thing. Robert Sala knows what's going on inside that locker room, inside with the quarterback, better than any of us. And Robert Sala has never struck me as somebody who's going to make a rash decision. He's going to think these things out and be very intelligent and smart with how he's doing this and when he's doing this. And yes, the Jets have largely been very successful this year, but it's clear there is something that's not working with that offense because don't forget, go back to last month when Elijah Moore was basically asking for a trade. Mm-hmm. So to me, I look at all of this and I'm, I'm just like, you know what? Something seems like it's not right here. And if Robert Sala is thinking that it is the quarterback with Zach Wilson, then yes, this makes a ton of sense because if there, is question, if there are questions in this locker room about Zach Wilson and you don't make a move and then things go south, that's how you lose an entire locker room. And to me, I think you are putting yourself in a better position long term and maybe even short term if you bench the quarterback if you think he is the problem versus maybe losing the entire locker room because that is possibly season's worth of damaging Q versus maybe damaging one player. And here's the other thing. I think the Jets are going to play really well this weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they, if they really have issues with Zach Wilson, that this will be in spite of. To say, hey, look, w- we can win, and we can win with whoever you put out there, which right now would be the third most famous Mike White behind School of Rock Mike White and Georgia <laughs> football coach Mike White. So that is who they are starting this week. And by the way, with Robert Sala saying that he still would like to go back to him at some point this season, what type of vote of confidence does that give – Mike White.
1: Well, that's just an out. That's just an out for Robert Sala just to kind of keep uh, Zach Wilson kind of dangling that carrot in front of him. Like, yeah, you can still have an opportunity to play. You know, just kind of keeping him engaged so he doesn't, he doesn't sit it out and he doesn't start pouting and he doesn't start becoming a malcontent. I mean, that's just kind of like coach speak for, uh, you know, for players 101 in the locker room. But what does Zach Wilson need? Well, here's head coach Robert Sala talking about it.
0: His decision making has been fine, his practice habits, all that stuff have been fine, but there's some basic fundamental things that have gotten really out of whack for him. And this is just an opportunity for him to sit back, focus on those things, find a way to get uh, uh, reconnect to all the different things that we, we fell in love with during the draft process. And it's something that I feel like he's going to be able to do. So
1: a reset. He needs a reset. He needs to get back to fundamentals. That's head coach Robert Sala right there. And, look, I had a lot of questions about Zach Wilson when he was coming out of school. I mean, he was fragile. I mean, he was injury prone. There was questions about his maturity then, and they decided to make the move to him. And I'll say this. I don't think that you sit Zach Wilson if the Jets aren't having a good season. If they're having a typical Jets season that we've seen year in and year out, I think that you ride it out and see if he gets any better. But yeah. when you're at the position that you're at right now on Thanksgiving and you have the wins that you have and you're players in the AFC East and you haven't been players in the AFC East for a long time, you got to grab it while
2: you can. No, without question. And here's the thing. You have built a core right. right now that is a young core that's pretty darn talented. Don't forget, this is a team that's still finding ways to win, even with Brees Hall, their rookie running back,
1: that was terrible, All right. and that that yeah. was
2: devastating to this offense because Brees Hall was starting to really come on and look like he could be one of the top young young rushers in the NFL, and I still think he very well very well could be. Yeah, but you you look at it right, and you're just like, I think the Jets had to make this move because mm-hmm. it, again, it was clear that something was wrong with this offense. And I think that the post-game press conference where he just answered no, that he didn't think he was part of the problem, I think that was kind of the tipping point of just saying, all right, enough's enough, and it's time to make a move. Of course, Zach Wilson did talk after a little bit and was a little bit more conciliatory a few days later about being benched.
3: It's tough, man, and it's never fun, but, you know, the first thing kind of went through my mind is I got to get to work. I got to, you know, I got to get better, and, and uh, I'm going to approach that every single day just keep working to get better.
2: Were you surprised?
3: You know what? I wouldn't say necessarily surprised because I have been doing my job, and, you know, of course I would like to not agree with the decision and everything, but it comes down to i got to play. A
1: little bit more humble right there from Zach Wilson, right? I mean, a little bit more yeah. humble, and you almost feel like, and I'm sure he probably thinks in his mind if he had a little bit of that humility when he went to the to the podium following the loss to the Patriots that maybe he's still sticking around as the starting quarterback, but – It doesn't really matter because it was the play. It was the lack of being able to make the plays. I mean, you saw the body language of the wide receivers that, you know, the ball was going over their head. Denzel Mims, the guy who also asked for a trade before the season started, one of the balls sailed over his head, and he just kind of had that look like, are you kidding me? You just threw the ball over me? I'm a very large, tall dude, and you just (laughs) airmailed that thing over my head? I mean, the body language of the players told you all you needed to know, it's hard to lead when your players don't believe in you.
2: No, that's – Absolutely correct, Q. And listen, you have to think about the team here over the quarterback. I know that Robert Sala said that this is not the end for Zach Wilson, that they do want to play him again this year. And like you said, that isn't out. But I think that is also providing a little bit of cushion and a little bit of cover because also don't forget, it's not even like they just demoted him to number two. He's going to be inactive this week. Joe Flacco is going to be their number two quarterback. And, of course, listen, this leads to other questions within the entirety of the Jets' offense. Because why would you not go to Joe Flacco instead of Mike White? Like that, actually, I would want to know that more from Robert Sala, even than the benching of Zach Wilson. Because I think you can make sense of the benching of Zach Wilson. But I don't understand why they went to Mike White over Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco played earlier this year and was doing well enough that you would think he would have re-inherited that starting job?
1: None of those guys are the end-all, be-all solution for me. But, you know, they're trying to find something, right? They're trying to find something that is – Good enough because their defense has been getting the job done. Their young defense has been getting the job done. All their offense has to do is compliment them, and they can win a lot of games. College football is on ESPN Radio Saturday. Don't miss Oregon, Oregon State at 3.30 p.m. Eastern and Notre Dame, USC at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. This college football preview is brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage with the best loan originators in the game. Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit CCM.com today, equal housing opportunity, NMLS three zero. Two nine he's Michael Rothstein. i'm Q Myers again. the question that we're throwing out there to you. What are your Thanksgiving meal do's and don'ts? What coach or player gets the invite to your Thanksgiving feast? We'll definitely hear from you at eight 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 say e s p n eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six Michael there's one guy who doesn't think that Wilson should have been uh benched Here's Brandon Jacobs, former two time super Bowl champion
0: I don't know about going as far as benching the guy, for real. I mean, I think that's a little bit uh I think that's a little bit the line i think that's a little bit too far Just stay outside of a conversation gotcha. you know it's not really too much you can do or should do in a situation you, you know you got a team that's playing pretty well uh offense and defense you know throughout you know from like over the last few weeks and uh i don't think you make the decision to go ahead and and, and bench a quarterback because of uh no answer um uh, so i think that's a little bit too far i think that's a little bit of a harsh punishment
1: Two-time Super Bowl champion Brandon Jacobs right there was a guest on KJM. Keyshawn J. -J Will and Max this morning on ESPN Radio talking about uh, benching Jets. Zach Wilson, and that went a little bit too far. What would you think about that, Mike?
2: I mean, I think that that's a very short-sighted view of it. I don't think that Robert Sala benched him just because he gave a snarky answer in a press conference. I've covered enough coaches and enough players and I've had enough people give me snarky answers and press conferences that I can fill up an entire Thanksgiving Day feast with those <laughs> things and keep going and that's just from Matt Patricia and Arthur Smith the last you know four or five years or so like I don't buy that at all I think that the benching made a lot of sense you're doing this I think for the good of the team Overall, because that is what is most important to you if you are Robert Sala. You are very much in a playoff hunt here. You are playing well as a team. You are a surprising team in the NFL. And if they did AFC versus NFC coach of the year, I would argue that Robert Sala is probably in the conversation for AFC coach of the year. And this is why he does it. Yeah, I I have no problem with this benching. I have have more of an issue of not throwing your full support behind Mike White, because that sends to me a bigger message to Zach Wilson. Now, I get that you don't necessarily want to lose Zach Wilson in the long term, but you also have a major decision to make, Q, I think, about Zach Wilson after 2022, whether he plays another down this season or not
1: yeah you do I mean, you have to figure out what Zach wilson's going to be in your organization, but none of that matters right now right i mean you've you've played ten games you're six and four you're you're staring right now at the Miami Dolphins who are sitting there at seven and three i mean that's who's leading the AFC East is the Dolphins at seven and three, and then the jets and the Patriots are are, are right behind them at six and four you 're within striking range all that matters in a business that's about you know wins and losses right I mean this is a production based business it's all about w's and l's in a business about W's and L's, you're right there. All you have to do is find a way to win a couple games. So it's not about Zach Wilson's feelings. It's not about dedicating yourself to Mike White. It's not worried about Joe Flacco. It's finding ways to get it done. The defense is playing well enough to get it done. The offense has to step up to the, 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 the game. And, and the only way you can get that done is having a quarterback that you can get it done with. Not saying that any of those guys are the long-term solution in New York. They just got to find someone for right now.
2: Right, and I think that is what Robert Sala is trying to do, which goes back to the question of why Mike White over Joe Flacco, because, Mm -hmm. again, Joe Flacco has experience in these types of games, in these types of situations. He did it in Baltimore, and he did it well in Baltimore. However you can think about Joe Flacco as a quarterback, whether he's elite or not elite, and we can have fun with that all day if you wanted, he has experience in this situation. So to me, I'm kind of surprised that they went with Mike White over Joe Flacco because he is a guy who was – can be a good steward and a good manager and get you out of games because in Baltimore Q, what did Joe Flacco have more often than not that the Jets have? They had a very Strong good defense, defense, and that is how they built it. It's true. And Joe Flacco knew how to do that. So that is the more interesting piece of this to me almost than Zach Wilson being benched because Zach Wilson was playing poorly, clearly right. had some sort of attitude, and Robert Sala is right that he needs some sort of reset. Now, that reboot overall may – it might be smarter somewhere else than New York down the road,
1: right? And you know, it's, it's interesting the point you bring up about you know Mike White and, and Joe Flacco. I wonder if it's something that they're seeing in practice or not seeing in practice why they say, you know what, hey, this this is the best option for us moving forward right now. And again, I think I think the uh, the the outlier is that you can make the move to Flacco if if Mike White's not getting it done, sure, right? I mean, if you're if you're Robert Sala in the Jets, you're like, hey, we're gonna get it done. We're gonna figure it out. If it's you, okay, we're going to give you the first choice. Okay, it's not you. Flacco, you're up. Either way, we know Zach Wilson is going to be throwing as many snaps this weekend as I am. Zero, right? (laughs) Me and you are going to have the same stat line as Zach Wilson. That's what we do know is that he's not playing. So those two guys, Mike White and Joe Flacco, they're the ones that are going to be expected to guide the ship the rest of the way and and see what happens and see how many games they can win.
2: Yeah, no, a 100%. And the interesting thing to me down the road will be at what point do they make Zach Wilson active again? And if mm-hmm. they do make him active again, do you immediately put him back as the starter? These are questions. Mm. What Robert Sala has done in his, I would say, tepid backing of Mike White, Is He has created a problem where there was maybe a problem before, but now it's a much more public problem because every week, unless Mike White plays incredibly well, there are going to be questions. Hey, who's your starting quarterback this week? Oh, hey, what are you doing here? And guess what? That has now become the entire story. Oh, in a media market that, you know, it's clearly the softest media market. No, not even (laughs) close. The back pages are going to have absolute fun with this for as long as this goes on you have created possibly a major problem for your franchise that you did not necessarily need to do because you could have just really had a strong backing instead of the tepid backing that seems like they have of Mike White and leaving open the door for Zach Wilson you could have just said something like hey this is what we're doing right now and that's what we're sticking with and You didn't need to go and say, we'd like to play Zach Wilson again this year. You could have taken a much shorter term view. And I think that that would have possibly saved yourself some consternation down the road. Yeah, I mean,
1: look, that's going to be a question that's asked every media session. What are you seeing from Zach Wilson in practice? How's Zach Wilson looking? And, look, he's getting third-team reps, and you know that that's very uh, minimal, right? That's not going to be a whole lot. Exactly. I mean, scout team reps is what he's going to be getting. He's going to stay after and have to work on his game. And so they're going to continue to ask and continue to get updates. But for Robert Sala and the Jets, it's all about how many wins you can stack and how many wins you can stack this season as their players right now in the AFC East. He's Michael Roste, and I'm Q Myers. We're in for Greeny this afternoon. Coming up next, we're going to take your calls on Thanksgiving do's and don'ts and who you want at your Thanksgiving feast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Greeny,
0: the podcast.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number
2: one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple.
1: legal and administrative and customer support at robert half we know talent visit roberthalf.com today happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving and happy thanksgiving some more we're asking the question what are your thanksgiving meals Do's and don'ts. What coach or player gets the invite to your Thanksgiving feast? This is Greeny on ESPN radio on the ESPN app, SiriusXM, Channel 80. Michael Rostein and Q Myers were filling in for Greeny this afternoon. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888. Say ESPN 888 729 3776. Again, Thanksgiving meal, do's and don'ts. And what coach or player gets the invite? to Thanksgiving feast and uh, news from greenie nation. Uh, all we got to do is hit up Rodney in Michigan. He hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Rodney, who's that? What's the Thanksgiving guest you got?
0: How you
2: guys
0: doing?
2: Hey, Good. Rodney. So, um, how about Ryan day? Okay. Okay. <laughs> why, 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 why why, Ryan day, brother? <laughs>
0: So I live in Michigan. Um, I think he spends a lot of time in Michigan. I've been tweeting about this a lot. So, you know, it's it's a nice place and who wouldn't want to come to Michigan over Ohio. Nice. I
2: like uh, it. I, I will I'm I'm am I'm there with you on that.
0: I
1: like the shot. I like the shot fire. There you go. Right Riley uh, firing a little bit of a shot at Ohio and uh, you know, on the heels of Michigan Ohio State, why not?
2: I, yeah, I didn't know where Rodney was going to go with that. I actually thought I don't think I Rodney stopped... did either at first. No. But then he, he, nobody put it together. Sometimes you just got to put
1: it together in your mind.
2: He did well. Like the thing was when Rod. So I mean, not to be morbid, but when Rodney had said he was from Michigan and then started, he wanted to have Ryan Day there. I was like. Are you going to try and, like, give Ryan Day some bad turkey or some tryptophan at, like, 8 a.m. on Saturday so that way he's tired of making poor decisions during Michigan-Ohio State? Like, is this your game plan here? He was like, working on
1: something. Rodney like, had a game plan. He was plan.
2: trying to go there. just didn't quite get there.
1: No, nah, but it's okay. We're not mad at Rodney at no, all. No, man, Rodney,
2: we appreciate your call and have a great Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> Again, news from Greenie Nation. Uh, Rich in Rochester, New York, hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Rich, what's up? What's on your mind?
0: Hey, um, I was uh, I wanted to weigh in on the um, the person I'd like to have Thanksgiving with. Yeah, who is it? Sure, uh, Marv Levy of Buffalo. Ooh, that'd I be like some
1: that. good stories. That'd be some good stories there. Yeah, yeah, I,
2: I, I would think so. I love that. Not only from a football perspective, and Rich, thank you for the call. Like not only from a football perspective, but Marv Levy is. I've talked to him a few times. He can talk to you about anything. Like He's so well-read. He has such a good knowledge of history. Uh, He would be a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner guest, Key. That's a great answer. That's the best answer we've heard so far. I think even from us, that's the best answer. Marv Levy, put it on the board. He's number one so far.
1: Well, and of course with all the teams and the and the casting characters that he had on the teams that he coached, I mean, I could just imagine just kinda going into the locker room with him and, and talking about, okay, this happened, this happened you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like those conversations would be endless. And, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he could talk about anything. I just want to talk about the the Super Bowl teams. I'd want to talk about all those teams that uh, had the opportunity, well, went to the Super Bowl. You know, just that would that would be fun. I think he would have some pretty cool stories uh, to, to share. So that's a really good one. Like, like you said, man, go ahead and put that one at the top of the board. Uh, how about Raider Mike in Fort Myers? Do's and don'ts for Thanksgiving. Welcome to Greeny.
0: What's up, Q? What's up, brother? Man, love to hear your voice on Thanksgiving, my man. You know what I went through with Hurricane Ian. Yes, sir. It was a bad scene. Anyway, what I'm thankful for, three years straight, sweeping the donkeys. (laughs) Nothing like it, bro. Nothing like it. The food thing, you got to do a green bean casserole. You better do it right. Mashed potatoes, and you better make homemade gravy who nice. i want at my table yeah i want chuck i yeah. want chucky i want to get inside his head about that uh mob hit they did on him what he really thinks and when is that hbo special coming out where he gets to talk about that that's it's all good. we have in raider nation is that donkey sweep <laughs> you know i love you q I'll listen to you on uh, Monday again. I'll talk to you on Monday. Time to move the needle.
1: Absolutely. There he goes, Raider Mike, right there Fort Myers, and uh, there you go. He's got a heck of a list. And and how about that? How about those foods there, Michael?
2: Is that is that? Are you lining up with those those foods that, that Raider Mike had? No, because I'm pretty sure that my body would reject it and eject <laughs> it pretty quickly because there's a lot of gluten in that. And I'm still oh. sticking with my gluten free life. Oh, there you go. That I That's have right. to have. It's not by choice, but you know, listen, I get it. I agree. There should be some green bean type dish in your Thanksgiving meal. There is no doubt about that. But I don't need it to be a casserole.
1: Just uh, I, I, I'm very, I'm very selective with with the greens that I like to, I like to get. But I guess if you do it right, I mean, you know, I say like, like he said, it's got to be the homemade. It's got to be done correctly. Uh, I just, I don't know how to cook. I've said it a thousand times, so I'd have to I'd have to phone a friend. I'd have to tell the wife, like, "Wife, do you, you got this?" And if she says if she says yes, she gives me a thumbs up. Good. If she says no, then we're just not gonna have that, <laughs> right? <laughs> we're just not, <laughs> we're not gonna have it because I know I don't have it, right? Like I said, do I have to yeah. run out and get it? I, hey, I can get in the car, I would ride out we will be all right. So, uh, yeah, let those uh, those calls continue to come in. What are your Thanksgiving meal do's and don'ts? What coach or player gets the invite to your Thanksgiving feast? Coming up next, we're gonna start breaking down the Thanksgiving slate of NFL games. Next is Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at ten Eastern on ESPN Radio or. Watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also, catch Greenie on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast.